those who are visitors, at saka yung mga kagagaling na ng Pilipinas, si Paul, and everybody. Okay. So are you guys happy this morning? Are you expecting something from the Lord? Okay. Uh, there was a pastor one Sunday. So after the message, uh, he stood outside to greet all the congregations that are going out. And there was this man. He said, Brother, I want you to join the army of God. Uh, but pastor, I'm already part of the army of God. And then the pastor said, Why is it that I only see you during Christmas and Good Friday? Oh, pastor, I'm part of the secret service. <laughs> okay, so CCF is all about discipleship, not being part of the secret service. Okay, as part of discipleship group, you are expected, all of us are expected to be part of the army of the Lord. Amen? Amen? Okay. So last Sunday, Pastor Danny discussed about all about discipleship. And he spoke about what? The Great Commission and the ultimate love for the Lord. So let us review the CCF, our, our mission statement. Okay, at the count of three, three, two, one. To make loving, committed disciples who will make loving, committed disciples of Christ up to the third and fourth generations in obedience to the Great Commission. Okay, so I hope it is our prayer that all of us will be able to memorize this one and really understand why we are here, why God created us, why God brought us to CCF. In order for discipleship to work, Pastor Danny mentioned about the four pillars that are necessary for building the foundation. As you're aware, a house is not good if, found, if the foundation is not good, right? And it, in that foundation, Pastor Danny mentioned about the four pillars that are necessary to establish a good foundation in a church. He spoke about the supreme love of God. Okay, and then the foundation verse was Matthew 10, 40. In order for us to be good disciples and disciples, it is really essential that our ultimate love for God should be beyond comparison. It has also been said that in order for us to know and understand the love of God and for us to be able to love God, we need to be able to learn from the scriptures. Before we move on, in fact, this is what we're going to discuss this morning, Let's, I'd like to have a rundown of all of the pillars that Pastor Danny mentioned last Sunday. The third one is denial of self towards God and man, which we'll, dis- we'll discuss in length by next Sunday. And lastly, reflection of Christ-likeness. The Bible says that people perish for lack of knowledge. A lot of Christians nowadays, they are not experiencing the ultimate blessing or the ultimate uh, uh, goal that God wants them to do because of lack of knowledge. Hindi nila alam kung ano ang dapat nilang gawin. Okay. How many of you have you know, operated an equipment and when that equipment is in front of you, you just don't know what to do. 
Okay? That happened to me. We, we bought uh, 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 what you call this? a Blu-ray player. And it was only my son who knows how to operate it. So whenever I play it, I would call him and press play for myself because I have not read the manual. Unfortunately, a lot of Christians are like that. We operate or we live as Christians and yet we didn't know, we don't know whether what we are doing is in accordance to God's will and purpose in our lives. Hey babe, I'm going to pick up the girls. Alright, love you. Said I love you. Love you too. You ever do that? You ever tell someone that you love them and you make sure that they say it back? I don't know what it is. I guess sometimes we just need to know where we stand. I gave my last check the box yes or no note when I was 27 years old. Now before you judge me, just listen to my story. It was a Sunday morning and there I was at church. While everyone else was singing, all I could do was think about the beautiful lady who was just sitting three seats down from me. I had known her for a few months and we had talked just how you doing and what's up, that kind of stuff. But I wanted more and I just had to know if she felt the same way. So while everyone else was listening to the pastor, I sat there strategizing the best way to find out how she felt. And then it hit me. So I grabbed an offering envelope and one of those pencils that are only used in church and golf carts and I wrote her the note. I folded the envelope and passed it. I was a nervous wreck. Never in the history of note passing had it taken so long for three people just to deliver a note. Stephanie opened it. She grinned and grabbed a pencil. And by the time I got her message back, my anxiety had taken a nosedive into clinical illness. And now, the moment of truth. What did I do? I bought her something. And here we are 12 years later. I still have the note. I found it in a desk drawer just the other day. And it got me wondering, what does God think about me? I mean, let's be honest. On any given day, we are far less than likable. And wouldn't it be great on one of those days if we could just give a note like this to God, just to make sure that he likes us, that we're in his good graces? And then it hit me. He's already answered the question. He checked the box yes. How do I know this? It says it in his word, his love letter to us. It says in Isaiah 49, 16, it says that I have engraved your name on the palm of my hand. He checked yes. I mean, he was all in with his love. It was a definite yes. He even likes us, wants to have a relationship with us. So I don't know if you're ever going to get a love letter like this or if you see one in your near future. But this right here may be the greatest love letter that we could ever receive. He said yes. Amen. The love letter is in here. God already checked the checkbox and he's telling us he loves you. God is telling us he has a wonderful plan for your life. God is telling us that he's going to bless you. God is telling us that He's going to heal us. God is telling us that you have a bright future. 
And God is telling us also to disciple. Unfortunately, a lot of people don't know that because they failed to read the love letter from the Lord. Amen? Let's look at Matthew 28, 18-20. And I'd like us to please stand up in reverence to the Word of God. There are two uh, basic uh, uh, reference that we're going to read this morning. The first one is in Matthew 28:18-20. Okay, let's all read it out loud. And Jesus came and spoke to them, saying, All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the ages. And John 8:31. Then Jesus said to those Jews who believe him, If you abide in my word, you are my disciples indeed. Let us pray. Father, we thank you for this morning. We thank you for your word. We thank you, Lord God, that uh, you have brought us here. For us to learn, for us to listen to your word. Lord, we ask, dear Father, that you will anoint our ears so that we'll be able to hear your word and that those words will sink down in our hearts and we'll be able to practice them and obey all your commandments. Thank you for your great love to us. And Lord, we would like to remember Pastor Danny, who is in the Philippines right now. We ask, dear Father, for your hedge of protection to be upon him and we ask for wisdom. Lord God, so that in all his undertakings, Lord God, they will all be in accordance to your will and to your purpose. And Lord, we also pray for this country, United States of America. Thank you, Lord God, for President Barack. Thank you, Lord, for the vice, vice, our vice president. Thank you, Lord, for our governor, our mayor. We lift them up to you, Lord, and we ask that you will anoint them. Lord, we ask, Lord, that they will do things in accordance to your will and to your purpose. We even lift up to you our police force, our military. Lord, we ask for guidance to be upon them. And Lord God, we speak salvation to all our government officials so that they'll be able to lead this nation in accordance to your word. And Lord God, we also pray for our native nation, the Philippines. Thank you, Lord God, for blessing that nation. And thank you, Lord God, that even putting a born-again Christian as the that's the Supreme Court uh, Chief Justice. Thank you, Lord God, that justice will prevail in our country. And we ask, Lord God, that you will bless and anoint, Lord God, our government officials so that they will do things, Lord God, in accordance to your will and purpose. We speak salvation to them. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Okay, we may all be seated. All organizations have its distinct characteristics. And you will be able to identify them by what they do. A person who always updates his or her Facebook is a Facebook fanatic or a Facebook Facebook addict. Okay? A person who always talks about politics, about helping people, probably he's a government official. A person who always talks about God, some of us may think that he's a minister, he's a pastor. Kung ano ang bunga, yun ang puno. And we read in John 8.31, 
that those who believe in Him, that Jesus is saying, if you abide in Me, okay, and My words abide in you, you are My disciples indeed. How will people know that we are a disciple of Christ? Simply abiding in the Word of God. Simply obeying the Word of God. If we claim to be disciples and do not follow the words of God, then we are not a disciple indeed. Right? Yes, right? But if you are following what the Word of God says, then people will know that we are a disciple of Christ. You will know them by their fruits. Kung ano ang puno, yun ang bunga. If you have a tomato, ang puno, orange. No, tomato. Okay? So if we abide in Jesus, if we abide in the Lord, then the fruits will speak out for what we believe. Abiding in the Word entails us knowing the Word of God. I heard many people argue that the Bible is already outdated. Because the Bible has been written, what? Several thousands of years ago. Have you heard that? The Bible is already outdated. Napakatagal na. And the Bible is not, kumbaga hindi siya akma sa ating kultura ngayon. It is not, it is not synchronized to what is going on around us. Let us look at Romans 15 verse 4. It says, Even if the scripture was written long ago, you can be sure it's written for us. God wants the combination of His steady, constant calling and warm personal counsel in scriptures to come to characterize us, keeping us alert for whatever He will do next. Things that happened in the past were written for our benefit. The Bible was not written to us, but it was written for us. Meaning, everything that's written in here, we can be able to benefit from it. Okay, tayo ang magbe-benepisyo rito. Some people will argue that the Bible is just written by man. Have you heard that? Of course, the Bible was written by holy men of God as they were inspired by the Holy Spirit. Just imagine if this Bible was written by a pig. Kunyari, baboy ang nagsulat nito. Wala tayong Bible study. Meron tayong baboy study. Right? Just imagine if this Bible was written by an alien. Do you guys will read the Bible? No, Why? Because we won't be able to understand it. It will be written in Martian language. We have to study Martian language. What happens if this Bible was written by angels? Di dapat lahat tayo marunong magtanks so that we can understand it. No, but these were written by holy men of God as they were inspired by the Holy Spirit. Why? Because it is for us. It was written in plain language so that we'll be able to understand what God is telling us. Amen? Now, there are some people that when they read the Bible, they only read the Bible 
in relation to themselves. Kumbaga, what is applicable to me, I will accept it. Example, and I am going to bless you. Amen, that's for me. Whatever your hands will touch, it will be blessed. Amen, that's for me. Diba? We always claim the word of God. Pero pag sinabi, Go therefore and teach all nations. Amen, para sa kanya yan. Sinabi sa Bible, Love your husband and your wife. Pero mang ganon, wala no? Tinitingnan ko lang kung gising kayo. So what happens is that we are just selective of the scriptures. Pinipilil lang natin things that will, that will, that is good for us. Things that are palatable to us. Things that we think we don't want to do it. It is for my brother. It is for my sister. Love your enemies. That's for you. Give your tithes and your offering. That's for you. I am going to bless you. That's for me, Lord. And I claim it in Jesus' name. Okay? A lot of people are like that. It's a choose and select option. The Bible is written for all of us. And it is not a selective thing. Look at Luke 24, verse 44. The Bible was written to reveal Jesus. Okay, It says that He said to them, This is what I told you while I was still with you. Everything must be fulfilled that is written about me that is Jesus, in the law of Moses, the prophets, and the Psalms. Okay. All throughout the Bible, the Bible's central focus is on Jesus. No one else. Not you, not me, but about Jesus. Even in the Old Testament, even in the book of Genesis, the redemptive plan of God talks about Jesus. The central figure of the Bible is about Jesus. And for us to be able to understand the will and purpose of God in our lives, it is important that we know who Jesus is. Because God has a plan for us, and it is through our Lord Jesus Christ. So why do we have to read the Bible? I was asking my kids earlier while on our way here, why are we not reading the Bible? What causes people not to read the Bible? You may have some reasons. I may have some reasons. Okay, but this morning, let's study. Why is it essential to read the Bible? In Second Timothy chapter 3, verses 16 to 17, it says that all Scripture is God-breathed and is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness. And the purpose? So that the man of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. It says that all scriptures, what does all mean?
yun. Wala kasi dito sa bahay eh. Okay. So we're saying that all, all scriptures, meaning God wrote the Bible for all of us. And everything in the Bible is written for our benefit. So all, all scripture is given okay, by inspiration of God. Therefore, when we interpret the Bible, we don't pick and choose. Everything in the Bible is for all of us. Pastor Danny last week gave several examples that, of Jesus' commandment. That He said that all of these commandments are given for us and we are expected to follow them. They are all. It's not selective. It's not some. It's not one. It's not two or three. It means all. Okay, one of the examples that Jesus or Pastor Danny mentioned last... Hello? Okay, one of the things... Thank you, Pastor Insang. One of the things that Pastor Danny made an example is that when we love our neighbor, we love our enemies, same token we should love our spouses, okay, we should love everybody. We have to love God above all. Okay? And that is absolute. That is the commandment Jesus has given us. And if we are to be a disciple of God or a disciple of Jesus, we are expected to follow all of this. Now, the scripture is for all of us. Everything in the Bible is inspired by the Holy Spirit. Now, if we continue, it says that all scriptures are God-breathed. Okay, this in some translations it says they were inspired by the Holy Spirit. But the NIV translation it says God breathed. Look at Genesis chapter 2 verse 7. It is the same word that was used in Genesis chapter 2 verse 7. Remember that when God created man, he formed dust and what happened? God breathed into his nostrils. And that dust, that form, after God breathed into his nostrils, became what? A living being. Are you going through some situations in your life? Do you think that you're at the end of your rope? If you allow God to breathe into that situation, there's going to be hope in it. Do you feel that you're dying? Not only physically, but with your problems. Allow God to breathe into that situation. And it is going to be, there's going to be life in it. Hebrews 4.12, it says, For the word of God is, what? Living and powerful or active. Sharper than two Edged sword, it penetrates even to the dividing soul and spirit, joints and marrow. It judges the thoughts and attitudes of the heart. Parang bulalo yan, di ba? Bulalo. Pag kinaktak mo, the word of God can penetrate even to our bulalo. Tinan nyo, pagka pagkain na pinag-uusapan, talagang nagigising tayo, eh, no? Okay, but the word of God is Sharper than two any edged sword. Hindi nyo ba alam that you know when when you go to church when you listen to the word of God, 
Sometimes the speaker or the pastor, when he talks, it's as if he is talking to you. Natatanda ako nung araw when I was new, whenever I go to church, naiinis ako sa pastor. Why? Because he's always talking about my situation. Sabi ko nung sa nag-invite sa akin, pambihira ka naman, sinichispis mo ko sa pastor niya. And that pastor, you know, I was a backslider then. Okay, but it's the wife of the pastor who said, you know, that's, she was talking the word of God and she said, somebody here is in deep trouble, blah, 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 blah. And it was the word of God that's penetrating into my heart. So the word of God is sharper than any two-edged sword. It is able to penetrate to whatever situation we are in right now. Amen? John 6, 63. It is the Spirit who gives life. The flesh profits nothing. The word that I speak to you are spirit and they are life. The word of God speaks to our spirit. And every time we talk to God, every time the Bible is read, or every time we read the Bible, it is God directly talking to us. Let's open our Bibles to Isaiah chapter 55, verse 10. Okay, those of you who have Bibles, please open to Isaiah 55, verse 10. Okay, it's on page 648. (laughs) For as the rain comes down and the snow from heaven and do not return there but water the earth and make it bring forth and bud that it may give seed to the sower and bread to the eater. So shall my word be that goes forth from my mouth. It shall not return to me void. But it will accomplish what I have pleased. And it shall prosper in the thing that which I sent you. So the Bible is very clear that everything that God said in this word is going come to pass, whether you like it or not. Whether it is palatable to you, whether you feel like believing it, whether you feel like you're disagreeing to it, it will come to pass. For as the rain pours down on the earth and it waters the plants, Ginawa niya yung kanyang function. So is the word of God. Every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God will not come back to him void. And in Matthew it says that heaven and earth shall pass away, but my words will not return to him void. Amen? So this is the word of God. It is alive and powerful. And this was, this was written for all of us. It says again in Second Timothy 3.16, we read earlier, that the Bible is, all scripture is God-breathed and is useful. Who are business people here? 
When you are a businessman, you don't invest into something that you don't profit. Right? When you invest something, your first question is, what's going to be my profit? Magkano tubo ko riyan? Magkano kikitain? So is the Word of God. Every time we invest time in reading the Word of God, we will always profit something. Or the Word of God is useful for all of us. It is useful for what? For teaching, reproof, and correction. If you read the book of Psalms 119, and even Psalms 1, and a lot of verses, there are a lot of examples of how we are going to live as Christians. A good example is Psalms 1. Blessed are those, blessed is the man that walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor sits in the seat of the scornful. These are the teachings that God is telling us for us to be prosperous. Because if we walk not in the counsel of the ungodly, and if we meditate on the Word of God, we shall be like a tree that is planted by the rivers of water. Nakita niyo yung puno pag hindi nadidiligan anong itsura. It's dead. Natutuyo. And sad to say, a lot of Christians are like that. They are drying Christians. Pag tinanong mo, kamusta ka na? Oh, ito, mabuti, tulad ng dati. Walang kalatoy-latoy. Di ba? But if you are soaked in the Word of God, if you are meditating on the Word of God, what happens? Kamusta ka na? Prada, I am blessed. Despite what's going on around us, I am a conqueror. Amen? Amen? So, the Word of God profits or is useful for all of us. The Word of God also reproves or corrects us. Di ba kuminsan parang gusto mo na magsinungaling? Pero naalala mo sa Bible, liars go to hell? So ano nangyayari? Natitigil ka, oops. Okay, gusto mo na magsabi ng white lie? Di ba? And then, naalala mo, the Word of God. Natitigil ka. Why? Because the Word of God reproves or corrects us. Amen? It is also good for correction. Correction as in trying to discipline a child. Okay? It disciplines us. It tells us exactly what we are going to do. We do not need to know the opinions of people around us. What is important is the Word of God over our circumstances. Some people are more conscious of the opinion of others rather than the Word of God. Diba tinatanong natin, maganda ba ako? Maganda ako kayo bang suot ko? But the Word of God says that you were created in the image of God. Uy, ang pangit naman ng ilong ko. Magpapanosleep ata ako ha. Hello? The Word of God says that you were created in the image of God. Bakit? Pangit ba ang Diyos? No. Tingnan mo ang katabi mo. Look at your neighbor and say, you were created in the image of God. Actually, earlier, Pastor Insong and myself were trying to, you know, to fix this computer. Actually, talagang sinadya namin yun eh, para titigan nyo kami. Okay? We were created in the image of God. 
Amen? So how do we respond to the Word of God? We need to respond to the Word of God with, number one, devotion. Second, with eagerness. What is devotion? Hopelessly devoted to you. Yes! When you read the Word of God, we have to be devoted in reading the Word of God. What is devoted? We love to read the Word of God. Hello? Do you love to read the Word of God? Okay. If you love to read the Word of God, I have a question for you. Ang makakasagot, merong premium sa akin mamaya. Okay? Who is the Bible character? Siya yung unang orphan sa, sa, sa Bible. The first orphan in the Bible. The first one who can answer that will have a, a prize from me. Joseph? Sino pa? Okay, open your Bibles to Joshua chapter 1, verse 1. Joshua. <laughs> Joshua chapter 1, verse 1. Okay, nabuksan nyo na? Andi dyan, di ba? Now, after the death of Moses, Joshua the son of Nun. Okay. Akala ko sabi nyo, you love to read the Word of God. Or pwede rin siya yung unang anak ng madre. Okay. Pati ako natatawa sa expression niya eh. Okay. You know, we love to quote quotations from prominent people, right? Diba kuminsan, we put in our Facebook quotation from so-and-so. Okay. We love, even love to memorize those. But you know, when we love and eager for the Word of God, okay, what happens? Okay, our hearts are filled with quotations from the scriptures. Hindi tayo nakakontento lang doon sa nababasa natin, but you know, we all base them on the Word of God. So when, how do we respond? We have to respond with eagerness, devotion. We love the Word of God. We are excited. We crave for it. Okay, I'll give you a few examples. First Peter chapter two verse two. Like newborn babes crave pure spiritual milk. What is crave? In Tagalog, talagang ninanasa mo, ninanais mo, hinahanap hanap. How, how many of you here have cravings? All of us have cravings, right? Some of us craves for ice cream. Some of us crave for chocolate. When we crave for chocolate, what happens? Aside from getting fat. Kahit jis oras ng gabi, lalabas ka, pupunta ka, maghahanap ka ng chocolate. 
We crave for something. Some of us crave for clothes. Some of us crave for sasakyan. Some of us crave for... Who of you here crave for coffee? Yeah, we crave for coffee. We go to Starbucks kahit mahal. How many of you crave for new cars? Okay, tawagan natin si Pastor Insong para pag-pray kayo. Okay, we crave for something. Hindi masama mag-crave. It's not bad to crave for something. But we have to put it in its proper perspective. We need to crave the Word of God. Yung bang tipong pag hindi ka nakapagbasa ng Bible, parang feeling mo, your day is empty. Di ba nung, nung araw nung naliligaw ako sa, sa misis ko, pag hindi niya ako natatawagan, pag hindi niya ako nakikita, talagang kinikrave niya makita yung kahit picture ko man lang. Ganun yun, tawa ng tawa si Hino. Ganun yun. Kapag ka hindi natin nababasa ang salita ng Panginoon, what happens? Parang kulang. Now, I know, I understand. Some of us, you know, I was talking to my kids earlier. Some people think that, you know, reading the Word of God is boring. Especially when you go to the portion where it talks about the laws, it talks about names, the mahirap bigkasin, so on and so forth. Di ba? Who among you loves to read those? Or kuminsan, yung bang tipong nasanay na yung katawang pag-isip mo, open ka ng Bible, you read the Bible and then you get used to it and sometimes you just don't understand it. I am not a routine person. That's why I don't do that. Sometimes I read the Word of God in the restroom. Sometimes I read it in the car. Okay? Do something. Try to find means and ways. Okay? Change your routine so that you will find interest in reading the Word of God. In Acts 17 verse 11, it says, Now the Bereans were of more noble character than the Thessalonians, for they received the message with eagerness and examined the Scriptures, whether every day to see if what Paul was saying was true or correct. Okay, in the book of Acts, okay, we can find here that the early church, they are, they were eager to listen to the Word of God. But it didn't stop there. They always opened the scripture to find out whether what, what Paul was saying was true or correct. And that is why we challenge all of you. Guys, open your Bible, whether Pastor Danny, Pastor Insong, me, or even Pastor Romy are telling you things that are in the Bible. Sa totoo lang, pwede namin kayong bulahin. Kung binubola na namin kayo, don't listen to us. And how will you know that? By reading the Word of God. Everything we say here that is not in line with the Word of God, put it in the trash can. Forget about it. And even talk to us. It is a challenge for us to make sure that everything we say is in the Word of God. I was, I had a photo shoot yesterday. Okay? It was a, actually a baby dedication. Um, in some churches, binyag. But for Christians, we call it baby dedication. The couples were same sex. Okay? The baby was artificially 
induced or disseminated. Okay, alam na yun, no? Oh, whatever it is, ang hirap pronounce. Basta, ano, artificial insemination, yun na yun. Okay, cute yung bata. Tapos, they have this, this ceremony. It's a, they call themselves Christians. Tapos, yung nag-lead ng, ano, ng kanilang ng service, bukod dun sa pastor, Okay. For just for santo, anything that is not in the Word of God, reject it because it is not from God. More so, you will know them by their fruits. Kaya alam nyo in CCF, okay, CCF is very strict in appointing leaders. Why? Because we wanted to make sure that the leaders walk in accordance to the Word of God. Because we talk about the Word of God. It is not something that follow what I say that don't follow what I do. So the early church, they searched the Scripture daily to find out whether what Paul was saying was in accordance with the Word of God. And Paul was confident in saying, telling his, his disciple, Timothy, follow what I do, even as I imitate Christ. Amen? At least hindi monologue tong ginagawa ko. So how do we respond again? In 2 Timothy chapter 2 verse 15, study and show yourself approved unto God, a workman that needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. Let us hold on to the Word of God. Okay? Pag-aralan natin. Let's study, let's search the Scripture. A right attitude towards God's Word will lead us into greater devotion to Christ. The more you spend time in the Word of God, the more you will love God and Jesus. The more you read and study the Word of God, the more you will hate sin. The more time you spend in this book, the more you will desire to live for His glory and honor. Haven't you noticed that? You become like the person that you spend time with. And if you spend time with God, the more you will become Christ-like. You will know about God, you will know about Jesus through this book. We love to read books written by prominent authors. But the author of this book is the King of Kings. The author of this book is the one who made the universe. The author of this book was the one who made you. The author of this book is the one that saved us. Pulled us out of the miry clay transferred us from one degree of glory to another degree of glory to another degree of glory. Shouldn't that be a reason for us to read this love letter? Amen? Shouldn't that be a reason for us to love this book? Shouldn't it be a reason for us to prioritize this over anything else? 
I challenge you. How many times do you update your Facebook? At least three times a day, di ba? Karamihan. Or even more. Meron akong, meron akong kaibigan sa Pilipinas. Halos oras-oras nag-change ng tatus, tapos meron lagi sa Facebook. I challenge you, the more, the more frequent we are sa pag-update ng Facebook, dagdagan natin sa pagbabasa ng Bible. Even one verse. If we update our Facebook three times a day, I challenge you to read three chapters a day. Or start with one verse. And I'm sure God is going to talk to us. I'd like to share this with you. What is this? Hand or palad sa gulong ng palad natin. Romans 10.17 So faith comes by hearing and hearing the Word of God. Yung una is here. Here are five tips on how to study or how to learn, get to know God's will in our lives. The first one is here. Faith comes by hearing and hearing and hearing the Word of God. The more time we soak ourselves sa mga bad news, the more time that you know we will become depressed. I, I read this from a Twitter Twitter kasi ako eh. Akala nyo, kayo lang. Sabi niya, the devil doesn't have a weapon except what he says. Tingnan nyo, English eh, no? The devil daw, tatagalugin ko ah. Sabi niya, the devil, okay, Walang doesn't have a weapon other than what he says. Remember in the Garden of Eden, what, what was the weapon of the devil? The Word. He twisted the Word. But if we, instead of listening to the Word of the devil, listen to the Word of God, because the Word of God is the sword of the Spirit, Okay, we'll never fall into sin. Amen? Amen? Always use the Word of God in any situation that you are in right now. Always use the Word of God. Because if we use the Word of the devil over our situation, the more na malulugmok tayo into that situation. I will give you a good example. The devil is going to tell you you are a failure. And if we ponder on the word, I am a failure, I am a failure, we will be a failure. But if, if we ponder on the word, I am a conqueror, I am victorious, the devil will always tell you you're good for nothing. But if we will ponder on the word of God that says, I am a new creation in Christ, Every day, instead of pondering on the negative things, ponder on the Word of God. It will build our faith. Faith comes by hearing and hearing the Word of God. You know, why do we have, we have two ears? Bakit? 
hindi para ipasok dito, ilabas sa kabila. You know, this is your right ear, this is your left. Pag pinagdikit mo, anong itsura niya? So if we continue to hear with our both ears, okay, that hearing will sink in our hearts. That's where faith is built. Amen? The second one, the ring finger. Revelations 1, 3. Blessed is he who reads and those who hear the word of God or words of prophecy and keep those things which are written in it for the time is near. Okay, the first one is hearing. The second one is read. Basahin natin. Find out for ourselves whether what we are hearing are in accordance to the word of God. Because the Bible says in the last days, many false prophets will come. And most of them will even say or use the name in the name of Jesus. Okay, and yet these are false prophets. Okay, so here, next is read. And then the third one, like in Acts 17.11, study. Study. Let us search the scripture. Let's find out ano ang sinasabi ng Panginoon sa atin. And as I mentioned earlier, let's not be Christians who pick, select, and claim. When we read the Word of God, we read it in its entirety. Because the Word of God was written for us, it was written for me, for all of us. Okay, the middle finger. Or I'm sorry, ito na pala, yung pangturo. Memorize. Psalms 119 verse 11, Thy word have I hidden in my heart that I will not sin against you. Okay, you know in other countries, the Bible is not allowed. But you know, the people, the Christians in those countries, they memorize more scriptures than us. Why? Because they memorize it. And in Psalms it says, Thy word have I hidden my heart that I might not sin against God. If we have the word of God in our hearts, okay, if we're able to memorize it, okay, it's always easy to get a verse if we are going through certain situations in our lives. Amen? And lastly, the forefinger is what? Meditate. Psalms 1, 2-3, But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law he meditates, what? Day and night. He shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that brings forth its fruit in its season, whose leaf shall not wither, and whatever he does shall prosper. You want prosperity? This is the key. Prosperity is not one, two, three, four. There's only one key. The Word of God. Because the Word of God will tell us what to do. The Word will tell us what are we supposed to do in times of crisis. So what's the 
What's this one? Hear. Read. Okay. Wag naman yung memorize natin and Jesus wept. Okay. Let's memorize the scriptures, especially if they are, if it conforms to us. So why read the Bible? There's a preacher in the Philippines. He memorized the Bible from cover to maps. Mm, from cover to cover. Di ba sa likod ng Bible nyo may maps? Pati mapa, memorize niya. Kaya kahit anong tanong, any questions being asked by the congregation, impromptu, basa. He can memorize the scripture. You know, the scripture is not for debate. The scripture is not for show off. But the scripture is what? For equipping us. You know, when you go to battle, ang mga sundalo, when they go to war, what happens? They have their ammunition with them. Every day, we go to battle. Every day, we encounter people who's going to cut us in traffic. Every day, we will encounter people who will yell at us. But if we have the weapon of God in our hearts, if we have the weapon of God, sabi nga, no weapon formed against us shall prosper. Any word that the devil will tell you to discourage you, it will not prosper if you have the word of God. Amen? Lastly, I'd like to say this. A clean Bible makes a dirty Christian. Hindi ko sinadya magdala ng lumang Bible, ha? I am not advocating that you get lupa at tapos No. Okay? It simply means that a Bible that is not read will not change life. Even if you memorize the Scripture, if you don't obey the Word of God, it is nothing. It is nothing. Even if we memorize again from cover to maps to index, if we don't obey the Word of God, it is nothing. Amen? Okay, let's bow down our heads. Oh, Sorry, before we bow down our heads, I'd like to show this to you. There's something written on your heart. It's the guiding force in your life. And when the storms of life come, the writing comes to the surface. Your story and all of its baggage is written on your heart. But there's another story. And God says that we are to write it on our hearts. The Bible. 66 books with over 30,000 verses. Now that sounds like a pretty tall order. But Jesus' life provides the perfect example of Scripture that is etched on the heart. When Jesus is tempted by Satan in the wilderness, his response is straight out of Deuteronomy. On his way to being crucified, Jesus continues to quote Scripture. And finally, as Jesus surrenders his spirit, he quotes Psalm 22. 
His father's words were on the front of his mind and on the tip of his tongue at every moment. But Jesus didn't just know the scriptures. He lived the scriptures. They weren't just words on a page to him. They were the foundation upon which he built his life. And God invites us to do the same. But Jesus said something pretty shocking about the scriptures. He confronted a group of religious leaders who were trying to earn eternal life by studying the scriptures and said to them, you're looking in the wrong place. The scriptures all point to one thing, me. For I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. So don't think that the scriptures lead to eternal life. They don't. They lead to Jesus, the author of eternal life. And studying them is not about knowing a bunch of nice sayings. It's about knowing a person, Jesus. To know Jesus is to know scripture. And to know scripture is to know the heart of the Father. For it contains the very words of God. His words were meant to become a part of you, to course through your veins, to be lived out. Something is written on your heart, and it's either your words or God's, either your story or God's story. So may you find your place in God's story. May you delight in His word. And may that word be forever written on your heart. Father, we thank you for this time. Thank you for the things that you have learned. Holy Spirit, we ask you to help us to love to read the Word of God. Lord, this is the challenge for us. And Lord, we ask that you will give us the grace. And Lord God, more importantly, that we are able to follow what the Scripture is saying. Thank you, Lord, for your words. And I pray, Lord God, that these words, Lord God, will sink in good soil so that it will bring forth fruit. In Jesus' name we pray. Uh, amen. Okay. Discussion question. What is your attitude towards the Word of God? Are we excited? Are we eager? Or, parang wala. Are we indifferent? Or, we don't even believe it? Next one is, what do you intend to do to improve your devotion to God's Word. And of course, let us always end our groupings with a prayer. Before we do that, I'd like to call Pastor Insong for a few announcements. Can we praise the Lord for God's Word this morning? Okay lang, titigan.